Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, it continues. Uh, the exodus out of the White House, and I understand that there are, you, usually there are staff changes and you know administrations come and go, and that happens from time to time. But uh, there are an inordinate number of folks that have left uh, the Donald Trump administration. He's only been in power a little more than a year. But, uh, well, we're not even sure what the rationalization is for a lot of the stuff that's being made, uh, the decisions that are being made. Uh, the uh, the last one obviously kind of jumps out at us because it seems rather uh, counterproductive to what's going on. Uh, you know, Trump made the big announcement about a week or so ago that he was going to have a summit meeting with the North Korean leader uh, Kim Jong-un. Uh, you would have thought that uh, that was time to sit down with some of his staff and bone up on, on policy and a number of initiatives and things that have gone on. But in the days after that, of course, he fired his Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, who was uh, basically the lead guy on the North Korean file. He was the one that counseled the president some months ago that uh, that diplomacy was the way to solve this thing, as opposed to you know pushing the button on his desk. Uh, Trump d- disagreed with that, but all of a sudden now, I guess policy and, and diplomacy seems to be the way to go. So I figured, okay, fine. So he's replaced Tillerson. Now we find out that his uh, national security advisor. H.R. McMaster is being let go. Apparently he's not leaving right now, but uh, he's been told he's done. He's out, which kind of makes you wonder with uh, some rather important international files going on, just who is Trump leaning on for advice? Interesting idea. George Breckenridge, retired political science professor from McMaster University, joins us uh, to talk about this. How are you this morning, George? Oh, I'm fine, Bill. This is uh, getting more bizarre every day. It is. <laughs> uh, no matter what your your feelings are about Trump and, and whether you, you know he's making America great again, uh, on an international level, which is really where the repercussions, I think, are most going to be felt about Tillerson and now McMaster, I, I'm sure a lot of people in foreign governments right now are scratching their heads. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the whole uh, North Korea thing and then firing Tillerson and then partly going to fire McMaster, who are the two key people in any presidency in dealing with uh, issues like that, foreign policy issues, particularly one as important as the North Korea relationship. Well, I mean, he, 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 his decision to accept the, uh, the, what he took to be an invitation to talk to Kim uh, Jong Un, uh, I guess is, is, <laughs> that's the way, that's the son, um, with an impulsive decision. That's that's you can see that's how he makes decisions. There's no real reflection. He didn't consult anybody. You know, normally, and any kind of normal president would have consulted with State Department and you know Defense Department and all kinds of other people, and and before making such a such a move. Now, apparently, one of the reasons he wants to do this is because no other president has done it. You know, there's no 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 sitting president has has talked to North Korea, and so this is that's partly what appeals to him. You see, but again, there's no you, everybody immediately, all the experts immediately said, well, you, something like this takes months of preparation, you know, and prep, pre, you know, prior talks and negotiations, and, and the summit is the final, you know, the final thing which goes ahead if previous negotiations are going in the right direction. There's none of that, you know, and not only that, he, you know, he, he then fires the two people who would you know, who would be his principal advisors on the whole question. Let me ask you about a logistical question here, because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of puzzled this by this myself, George. 
Uh, it was last Thursday, just before I made the announcement about the tariffs that uh, the Trump walked into the the yeah. press room at the White House. That's another impulsive decision. Yeah, yeah and and walked in and says, "I hope I'm gonna, you guys are going to give me a lot of credit for this." I, I don't know if he's edging for a Nobel Peace Prize or whatever, but by, <laughs> but by, instead of having his staff make the announcement, he did it himself to the to the, the assembled uh, uh, media folks that were in that room at the time. Yeah, but uh, we've heard little to nothing from North Korea about this. Well, that's right. There's been no reply from. North they haven't Korea said, "Yeah, we're looking forward to it." Yeah, we did. I don't even know if they've even acknowledged what Trump said. No, that's right. Well, the, the, in, in the news today, the North Korean foreign minister was, has been in Sweden, where he was previously ambassador. So some people think maybe he's trying to set up a meeting, the meeting there, you know, as a possibility of meeting a neutral ground like that. But no, they, they haven't replied at all. I mean, and of course, the, the South Korean government, which is the current government wants to uh, negotiate with North South Korea, with North Korea. And, uh, you know, the previous one didn't, really didn't want to do that, but this one does. Are the, are the intermediaries in this whole thing? So I, it's not at all clear that this is actually going to happen, you know, but clearly Trump sees it as something he could do that nobody else was able to do, you know, and without any kind of serious thought about what happens if the whole thing blows up, you know, if it fails. You know, that summit meeting is normally the final stage of something, and with lots and lots of preparation. And he's looks like he's prepared to just you know barge right in and have a summit right away. And what happens if they don't get on? If it doesn't work? You know, if if Kim Jong Un doesn't like him, he, he likes people who like to like him, and that's what influences him emotionally. And what happens? So maybe they'll hit it off. You know, the two kind of weird guys will hit it off. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.